Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Mondays with Maybay. I am Jeannie May, and this is Maybay. So as you guys have known for the past couple weeks, uh, what I do here is kind of different, I like to think, <laughs> than, most, than what most people do. I like to tie in my religion with everyday life, and lately I've been going through some stuff, and I wanted to touch on that on a more personal level. Um, those of you that follow me on social media might have known I've been posting a lot of older content. Um, I've been struggling eternally with quite a few things lately and one of them is modeling. Um, for most most influencers you have to be really bold to be able to put your religion out there and for me um, I really struggled with being a model, but also wanting to be a model coach, and then also staying strong in my faith, because I got a lot of backlash from people saying that you can't be a model if you're going to be a Christian. You can't claim to be a Christian if you're going to make money off people lusting after you, and I'm sorry that I'm, I was given a gift of beauty. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, but the fact that I'm able to turn that into a career and stay strong in my faith and try to help other people not sell their body and make money off their looks. I know it sounds weird, but anyways, kind of went down a rabbit hole there. But I feel like I, I've been going through a lot lately, um, emotionally, physically, mentally, and I wanted to elaborate on that and come here to a place where I feel safe and I feel like I can talk about it and kind of just dive into it because I'm sure I'm not alone here and I feel like this last month maybe this last two three weeks I've been so lost I feel like I've been so lost <laughs> and I feel like no matter what I do I just I can't get a grip I feel like I'm drowning I feel like as soon as I turn something else hits me I just feel like it's never ending and then I came to this realization that it's okay not to be okay it's okay sometimes you're gonna be overwhelmed sometimes you're gonna be scared and that's okay so this week's podcast is about getting a grip because I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on that and discuss it a little bit more with you guys getting a grip for me is when you feel like you're just slipping through life. When you've been tasked with something that is just way too much for you to hold on to, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically. Sometimes we need to dial it in and get a grip so that we can keep moving forward. I'm a single mother. I. I've been the sole provider for my family for multiple years now. I've had to work full-time jobs while being a full-time mom. Having to stay fit. I live up to the sociable standard of, you know, a woman in my 20s having this active life and going camping and hiking and doing all these super cool, fun, incredible things when really all I want to do half the time is go home and just go to bed. <laughs> But the reality of, of us is we let the social standing pressure us into thinking that we need to be something more than we're not. 
and sometimes it's okay to just say, you know, I don't, I don't really have the energy. I don't feel like it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sleep this weekend. I'm not gonna go for a hike. I'm not gonna go kayaking. I'm not gonna go volunteer 30 hours on top of my 40 hour work week just to say I can volunteer. No, you guys, if, if you feel like life is slipping through your fingers, like you were trying everything possible to just hold on, Take that time for yourself to reevaluate yourself, to look at everything that you're facing and say, how can I get a grip? That's what we're going to dive into. It's one thing to physically hold on to something and the weight of it is just, you feel it falling through your fingers, right? Like moving is a nightmare because furniture never comes with handles and I don't know why you would think that someone would have invented it, right? But no, washers and dryers are a nightmare to move. Fridges are a nightmare to move. Most anything doesn't have handles and it is really heavy and really hard to move, right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> so especially as a single mother, my son, who's gonna be seven this year, <laughs> has been recruited to be my moving buddy. I also really like to rearrange my house and try new things all the time, so I always recruit him. But a perfect example, is we were moving hay bales around the ranch and um, I was out there and I had these hay hooks and I'm just you know hooking them and throwing them or grabbing it by the string and throwing it and my son is over there struggling and he is trying everything in his power and I said hey bub don't worry about moving the hay bales I'll handle the hay bales if you can just help me sort them on the trailer if you can just help me pick up the loose hay or you know, something a kid should be able to do right <clears throat> I said I would handle the heavy stuff if you can just help me. He said, oh no, mom, I can help you. I said, okay. So we get over to a hay bale. He grabs one side. I'm gra I grab the other, and I'm walking. And I haven't really figured out if like him walking backwards or me walking backwards is the best yet. We're still working on that. But we're carrying it together, okay? And he starts falling, so then I start walking backwards. And then he's like, mom, 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 you're going too fast. It's slipping. And just that feeling of literally trying to hold on and it is falling through your fingertips is terrifying physically think about emotionally when the pressure the demands the day-to-day -day life that we struggle with I can't tell you how many times I would just step aside remove myself from the problem and say Jeannie get a grip come on girl we got to do this I'm like trying to self-talk myself and like pet myself up to get this done right but sometimes self-talk isn't even enough. The pressure, the demands, sometimes just become so overwhelming that you just can't. Come on, girl, you got this. But sometimes, sometimes self-talk isn't even enough. Little things can lead to such big problems. It's easy to acknowledge and to see when a big problem is a big problem because it's something detrimental. It's a loss in the family. It's a loss of a job. It's a bad financial decision and then you're struggling for finances. It's losing a house. It's all of these big detrimental problems that we can recognize immediately and say this is a problem and we grieve and we stress and we figure out how to solve it and then we move on. But when little things start to pile up, 
it normally takes it to get very, very tall before it crumbles. And I'm guilty of it too. A lot of the time I don't start recognizing things until they become really bad. Like for a little while when I first got divorced, I was just drinking all the time. I was depressed, I was sad, I was drinking. I wasn't happy, I wasn't a happy person to be around and I was like, man, what is going on? I used to be so active, I used to be fit, I've gained a little bit of weight, I don't enjoy life anymore. What is going on? Like, this is not who I am. And then I started retracing my steps and I was like, well, I have been drinking a lot more, haven't been going to the gym, haven't been eating right, so yeah, I gained weight, haven't been saving money because I've been drinking so much more, been going out instead of going on hikes, haven't been financially responsible because I've just been so self-centered and so focused on what I just lost rather than what I've gained. So yeah, I gained weight. Financially, I was in a burden. Um, life crumbled. But the reality of it was it wasn't a, a big problem. It was a lot of little problems that added up to the point of me being so depressed I contemplated suicide because I was so unhappy with myself. And I had no idea why because I remember not even three months prior I was so happy. I was even right after my divorce I was so happy. I was so full of life. I was excited. I was ready to start this new chapter in my life. Like my marriage failed. Darn. But it wasn't meant to be. You know? We both neglected our relationship and we were ready to move past that and I was ready to start life again and then little things started adding up and my self-confidence took a hit and my emotional standing took a hit and then my self-worth and my self-value and then everything else just crumbled. I was on my hands and feet begging and crying to God and he heard me. I was begging and crying and I said, God, why me? Why, 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 right? Because we all do that whole like self-pity thing when life doesn't go the way that we want it to. But the reality was I was so much closer to God at the end of my relationship that the devil seeked me out and attacked me and I fell for it. See, when we are so close to God. That's when the enemy strikes. When we're out doing bad things, he's happy. He doesn't, he doesn't care what you're doing. He's happy. But when you are doing good, when you're doing good things, when you're helping others, when you're living God's word, when you're applying God's word, when you care about someone other than yourself, when you're close to God, that's when the devil is threatened and that's when he strikes. And I fell victim to it. But I'm here to tell you that if it matters to you, it matters to God. Okay? So instead of saying, oh, why me? Rejoice and say, yes! It means I'm doing good. It means life is going good. Oh, that kind of sucks that it happened. But hey, what's up? Try me, you know? Because you're not alone. You have God. If it matters to you, it matters to Him. One way I like to think of it is, is my son. 
And some of you can relate, some parents could relate, some of you maybe have younger siblings or nieces and nephews or friends. But I could care less about dinosaurs, okay? I could care less about robotic toys that shoot fire missiles out of their arms. I really don't care, okay? But when my son brings it to my attention, I care. I care what he has to say. I care what he wants. I care about the problems that he's faced with. When his dinosaur his foot's all backwards and he won't stand straight. I care. When we lost the fire shooter missile thing out of the arm and now he only has one fire shooter and he can't defend the whole army with just one so he needs the second one. So I stop everything I'm doing to help him find that stupid second little missile launcher so that he can keep firing away at his enemies. Okay? <laughs> I know that sounds minute, but when your child comes to you with a problem, no matter how silly you may think it is, you stop, you listen, and you help them fix the problem. Because you and I both know that if you don't find that little rocket firearm thingy, or you don't fix that dinosaur, the rest of your day is going to go downhill fast, okay? That's all they're going to focus on, so just fix it and then you can move on. God thinks about us the same way. God loves us the way we love our children, the way we love our friends, the way we love our family. So when you go to God and you're like, oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. I have so much on my plate right now. I just, oh, help me breathe, Lord, help me breathe. But then you start to kind of feel guilty because you're like, oh man, there's hurricanes going on in Florida. There's ice storms in Texas. There's families literally going through rape and murder and I'm crying about being overwhelmed I know for you that might not seem very important but give it to God let God sort it out because I guarantee you that that hurricane is just as important as your overwhelmed heart God will solve the problem let him sort it out let him figure out what procedure it needs to happen in but he will solve your problem so don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you don't have a right to bring it to God because you do. If it matters to you, it matters to him. Another way I like to think of things that helps keep me kind of humbled is everything we have is borrowed. Yes, you might have made some better choices along the way that helped you get that brand new Porsche instead of driving a 1970 Honda or you are a manager at a firm versus being a fast food server. Whatever it may be, everything you have is borrowed. Your knowledge, your strength, your happiness, your time. And when you start looking at it like that, it kind of humbles you. Like, yeah, I like to think of myself as a very blessed, very fortunate person. But it could be taken away from me at any time. God could ask for his life back. And anyone that borrowed something, of course, you're going to give it back. You're just going to be like, oh, I need it for another month. I'm sorry. But when you start thinking about it like that, like your power, your wealth, your knowledge, your success, it's all borrowed. I would not be where I am or who I am today if it wasn't for God. I remember times 
and I prayed for the things that I have now. And I take them for granted sometimes. Until life hits me in the face and I'm like, whoa, wow. My stress, my fear, went from not knowing if I'm even going to eat dinner at night to not having time to go grocery shopping even though I have the money to buy groceries for my family. Isn't that silly? <laughs> Something that I was once so afraid of is now an inconvenience for me because I have other priorities in life. But your time is borrowed. 1 Corinthians 4-7 through What do you have that God has not given you? And I thought about this for a long time. And I couldn't find a single thing. My health? I'm lucky to be alive. I've struggled with health issues most of my life. And I'm here today. I'm not perfect. I still have health issues. I'm still going through stuff currently. But I'm alive. I woke up. I have a heartbeat. <laughs> my home? God provided me the ability to work, to earn money, to have a home to come home to, to have a car, to, to drive myself to work so I didn't have to drive and walk in the snow. I was told I would never be able to conceive, and I had a child, a beautiful, healthy, almost seven-year-old little boy, after being told for years that I would never have a child. Every single opportunity that I have in my life is given to me by God. But I also understand that that's all borrowed time. See, in life, we're just, we're just running a race, and it's a timed event. It is a timed event. You do not have an abundance of time. As soon as that timer hits, pencils down, scorecards out, they're testing your performance, okay? But I would like to think that at the end of the race, whether I came in first or I came in last, I give it my all. The last thing I would ever want is to be at the gates and God say, what you do with your life? Because I didn't really see much. I want to make him proud. I don't want on the day that God calls us home, my neighbor to be like, you didn't tell me this was going to happen. And what is this? And you're like, oh, <laughs> sorry. No, so I take every opportunity I can to encourage others, to share the love of God, to love my neighbor. I may not donate money every single day. I may not give anything away that I possibly can to help other people. But I try to give my heart. I try to give my time. I fall short. I'm selfish sometimes, absolutely. But I'm human. And we get dull. <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, I'm getting old. And I get dull. There's times where I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I don't know if I need eight espressos or like a month of sleep. I'm just, I'm tired. And then I start looking at everything I've done. I start looking at everything I've achieved. And I'm like, no wonder why I'm so dull. I'm wore out. I need to take a minute, sit down, sharpen my blade, and get back at it. Look at an axeman, okay? 
they sit there and chop down an entire forest, I guarantee they stop quite a bit and resharpen their blades. They can't get through a whole forest on one blade. That's ridiculous. You're not going to get through your entire life on one spirit. You gotta sit down and rejuvenate yourself. You gotta set your soul on fire. You gotta find that ambition again. You gotta relax. Take a deep breath and say, I need a break. Come on, restore me, rejuvenate myself, and let's get back at it. When you start to lose sight, not just, not just in like this, I'm lost, right? I said that earlier, but in your purpose. I was so sure for the longest time what my purpose was, what my vision was, what my plan was, and I lost sight of it. I started achieving things I never thought I was ever going to achieve. I started my own office, coaching. Every goal I'd ever set, I achieved, and and then I kind of sat there, and I was like, I have everything I ever wanted. And I feel so unfulfilled. I feel empty. I feel materialistic, and I'm not a materialistic person at all. So I sat down, and I said, God, please renew my soul. I'm lost. I lost sight of my purpose. I lost sight of my vision. And we're still in that rebuilding stage right now, to be honest with you. But just because this is all that you can see doesn't mean that that is all that there is. Yes. It seems scary. It seems like, wow, this is really all that life has to offer, huh? Wow. But the reality is you can do anything. Life is at your fingertips. Are you going to take advantage of it? Or are you going to sit back and say, oh yeah, that's cool. Watch all those cool travel videos of everyone traveling to Thailand and Bali and whatever on Instagram. And you're like, oh wow, that would be cool one day. I'm just going to go back to my office job. No, you guys. You are creating a life worth living. You're not just living a life. This is your life. Get a grip. Allow God to renew your soul. When you feel like everything's just falling through your fingertips, first of all, close your fingers so they don't fall. <laughs> Second of all, take a minute and say, what is going on? And how can I realistically get a grip? I'm going to let you know right now, it's going to be really hard by yourself. But if you turn to God and you say, God, I need help, man. Restore my soul. Bring sight back into my eyes to see what matters. Bring confidence back into my life. Calm my storm. Take away all my fears. Be raw and be honest with yourself. I didn't realize I was going through a burnout and I didn't realize that I was losing control of myself until lately. And then I started re-stepping, retracing all my steps. And I realized that I've been going down this downhill spiral for a while. I've been overworking myself. I've been 
overindulging myself. I've been taking on way too much because I feel like I need to, right? I just, I quit a career job seven months ago and I started my own business and I feel like I have to work every waking second or I'm not going to have the money or I'm not going to support my family or I'm going to be a failure. But the reality is, so what? If this all crumbles and I have to go get a job as a barista or as a fast food employee, I will. I will always do what it takes to provide for my family, to survive. And that's the best part about it is when one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, this could crumble at any second. And I'm going to feel like a failure, ultimately. But that doesn't mean my life is over. That means I tried something. And I either rebuild it better or I try something new. <laughs> be raw and be honest with yourself. Look at those warning signs when you start sleeping way too much. When you lose interest in things that once made you happy. When you were so sure and so set on your path. And then all of a sudden it like blew up in your face. When you feel lost. Genuinely lost. Turn to God. He's the only one that's going to help you get a grip. Without completely losing your sanity. But I mean it. Turn to God. I'm going to end in prayer today. I know I haven't done that before, but I'm going to start doing that. So we're going to start today. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask that you help us get a grip. You help us hold on to life and what matters and renew our soul and give us a purpose. I hope, I pray that you rejuvenate our soul, that you allow us to see what once was lost and that you allow us to change our sights from things that don't matter. If we need to make a change, give us the confidence to make the change. If we need to relax, give us the strength to relax. I pray that you watch over us and guide us as we go into this next week. And I just pray that you encourage us to take that step, Lord, to take that first step in acknowledging that we need to get a grip, that we are losing our grip on reality, on our emotions, on our purpose in life. I pray that you allow us to get a grip and to start tomorrow refreshed, restored, with a new walk of life. In your name I pray, amen. I love you guys. I hope you have an incredible day and an incredible week. And don't worry, I will continue to do these podcasts because as much as they help you, they help me too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. Even if it's just a quick half half a listen here, half a listen there. Whatever you have to do to make it work. I really appreciate the support. And I appreciate you being here today. So get out there, show the world your beautiful smile, and make a difference. You can do it.